Yippee ki yay, Mr. Falcon. And welcome back. Oh Die Hard December. That's what that sound means. And uh, today. Die Hard 2. Yeah, it's Die Harder. I'm Tyler. And I'm Jake. Hey, that was pretty good. Yeah. I'm Jake. You're Tyler. Don't fucking ever take my name. <laughs> God <laughs> damn it. So, uh, once again, I used my Die Hard box set, so I watched Die Hard 2 on Blu-ray. I'm going to be honest, I think the Blu-ray, uh, the the up-res on the Blu-rays are actually pretty good mm-hmm. for these movies so far. Yeah. Um, Qu- question. Yeah. Because you're talking about uh, Blu-ray, so higher resolution and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the part where he's standing on the runway looking on at the British airliner that just crashed. Uh, I was watching it on Does Hulu. Does it still look fake as fuck? Yes. Because <laughs> I was watching well, it on Hulu and yeah, I was it like... It looks even worse in high def because it's like, you know, it shows I can forgive the moment where he like ejects himself because that was like yeah. an iconic movie moment. It's a classic shot. But still, it looks, still looks bad though. It's like, wow, that's not even close to real. Yeah. Um, so, I'll be honest, this is the, I think, I, I said it the last time, I'm pretty sure this is the first time I've actually sat down and watched the whole thing through. Really? I, I've never actually really watched this that one. That is incredible to me, knowing how much you love Die Hard. Well, that first movie is so good. You're and like Jake fucking Peralta. <laughs> so, I, I've seen, like, bits and pieces of it. I knew it was in an airport. I knew it was around Christmas time again. I knew, like, and even then... I think I didn't watch it because me just describing it, it's just what this movie does. It just, it literally just copies the first movie. And, well, we got to make it Christmas time. His wife's got to be in trouble. But we can't do it in a building again. So we'll do it in an airport. Now, this is, if uh, if memory serves, this is also based off of a book. It was not originally a Die Hard movie. Uh, yeah, I'll pull it up. Yeah, Die, the fifth Die Hard, as we mm. said in the last episode, is the only one that ever started and finished as a Die Hard script. Huh. Every Die Hard movie was something else. So, so um, yeah, I'll look that up. Yeah, you're going to look that up. And Rennie Harlan, I'm not sure exactly what movie broke him out in Hollywood, but for a while he was a, a really hot commodity. And then he did a movie about pirates. Starring Gina Davis, and she was married to him at the time. And it was, at for its time, one of the biggest box office bombs ever. Like, it cost a shitload of money to make. <laughs> and no, it was on par with Last Action Hero and Wa- Waterworld. Like, big, big, supposed-to-be tentpole summer productions that just fell fucking flat on their face, dude. So, the screenplay was adapted from Walter w- uh, Wager's 1987 novel, 58 Minutes. 58 minutes? Yeah. The novel has the same plot but differs uh, slightly. A police officer must stop terrorists who take an an airport hostage while his daughter's plane circles overhead and has 58 minutes to do so before the plane crashes. Um, So then, yeah, again, they're like, well, we like that plot, but let's just stick John McClane and his wife in it. Because the first movie did the same thing. Mm. It was a daughter. He he was at a Christmas party for his daughter. Mm -hmm. And this, Mm -hmm. again, it's just his wife, but... Yeah, so for the second time so in a row. So we're, we're reviewing, for those of you who don't know, we're review, reviewing all four Die Hard movies, not the fifth one. Good the Day to Die sucks. Hard is dead to us. We're just not going to watch it. It's dead hard. In terms of, um, first, before we go on to basically the, the movie, 
because um, <laughs> we've jumped around a little bit, but I kind of want to go from start to finish a little sure. bit, kind of. I also have the plot synopsis pulled up awesome. here, so if we get lost, I can find out. Cool, because um, there are, are some twists and turns and whatnot. But, um, yeah. So first thing that we can say is, uh, out of the four that we um, agree exist, this is probably the worst one. Oh, yeah. Um, there are, are, are many special effects shots that just don't look very good in retrospect. Uh, obviously for its time, yeah, they looked probably so, pretty good. So that's the thing. We need to have a discussion about that mm. because I feel like it's hard to judge a movie on that because it was made in 1990. And, and to be fair, for all of the special effects stuff that happened in that movie, those are the two shots that stand out. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. Just like the first movie, where he, he, there's where only ejects, a few shots where you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, right. I see what you're saying. Where he ejects, I mean, I do want to play devil's advocate because those are the two out of all the uh, out of all the ones in the movie. Um, so that's pretty good, you know? I mean, pretty good track record, but it's just, when you see him, it's like, oh my God. Yeah, and it, it is that weird balance because it is kind of like, you have to also look at it as like, mm-hmm. we're watching it at a 2023 lens versus mm-hmm. a 1990 lens. But you're right. There, it is worth praising that saying like these two shots stuck out because most of the other stunts look pretty good. You can't. Yeah, you can't tell. I, that whatever. And that's the, that's the thing we'll talk about with this movie. I don't. The action is fine. It's just. It's one of those cases where like no matter what you do, that first movie is so damn good, you're not going to top it. No. And and yeah, and the 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 first. The the first thing that you see about the movie is Die Hard two, and then the the movie Clunk, you know. Yeah, it just throws it right at your bump, face. Bump, <laughs> it was kind of bump, and you're by just that. like, okay, here's a car being towed, and you're like, 2. yeah, and then immediately into an explosion, like it's just, it's kind of crazy. So yeah, they have the the this, car being towed, but it starts with yeah, it starts with John McClane getting on the plane or going to the airport to pick up his wife. It's flying a little bit later. She's coming in from L A. To New York, we find out in this movie that They're John in Washington D.C. because it's Dulles. Or sorry, yeah, uh, D- uh, D.C. I'm not. It's never explained why he's meeting her in D.C. I can only he assume had, that, that his mother-in-law lives there. Yeah, and he said that he had the kids there with him. I can only assume because he's got his mother-in-law's car. And he, talks and with, and he talks with her on the phone about her parents like feed them cookies and mm. sugar and shit. So yeah, he he's he's going to be apart from his wife because it's a diehard movie, and he has to have some sort of way to get to his like his wife has to be in peril for some. So the first thing, it worked for that first movie, right? The first thing we got to notice is that airports are not like this anymore. No, no. There's a lot of things that would not work in a real airport nowadays yeah. uh, that do work in this movie. Um, one of the things I do want to, we don't have to go, I don't want to go plot point by plot point. Um, no, I just want to, I just have but, a, you know. But, can, you know, for the most part, let's let's be fair. For the most part, they got the characterization of John McClane correct. There's a couple things that they wanted to do, like make him like a, a Luddite of sorts, like he didn't like technology. He but kind of showed that in the first movie with the yeah, like, it's fancy toy. But the little, but the couple times they do it, they just kind of forget about it later on in the movie. Hey, as far as I'm concerned, mankind uh, peaked with frozen pizza. That's what one of his lines. Can uh, we talk about I, some I think of the, the characterization? Lines oh yeah, I think the characterization is good. Um... There, there's points that really bug me. Um, the the moment where all the SWAT guys with that one guy, they go to the other uh, satellite array, 
and like three guys take out all these SWAT guys. Because mm-hmm. these SWAT guys get on the fucking moving fucking side. Are you shitting me? <laughs> You're fucking cops. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? And all in a row? Are you dumb? Yeah, you're tactical geniuses. Who's your commanding officer? You're fired. Oh, you're dead? Yeah, because you're stupid and you suck. That's just... Well, how the fuck do you... And then the the whole end of that sequence uh, is John McClane comes in and fucking saves everybody, of course, with no regard for his own safety, which is vastly different from the first movie. And then the whole thing where the guy's on the moving sidewalk, shoot him! No other guy's going to be like, oh, like... I'm going to start running towards that gun that you might get instead of just shooting you with the gun that's in my yeah. fucking hand. Yeah. Like, come on, man. So also the flesh we, from your hands I, would fall I wanted, off I if you try to hold metal in that cold weather I, like that. I want to talk about, about the fact that um, holes. Uh, Ramon es- Esperanza. The general. Yeah, he's from the country that's in commando. So in a way, this is tied to commando. As What's like the a, country? I don't remember, but it was a foreign country in Commando, and they're like they're connected. I am so disappointed in you right now. Oh, well, you should know, Mister Commando guy. I don't know. Um, but so we find it's out Saint something. He's I think. coming or to. Santa. He's being put in uh, sent to America because he's a big drug lord, and whatever. Mm-hmm. We also find out about this on the TV because William Sadler is fucking bare ass karate kicking, and he is kicking ass. He is. Beating up that shadow, and <laughs> he's in great shape in this movie. But like, who in the script was like, "All right, the first shot of we see of our villain, he's good. he's ripped, rippling hot abs and a big old Valverde? naked ass." <laughs> Is Valverde where he's from? I think so. Yeah, because that's the one that's in. Yeah. Uh, and that's we find out is Colonel William Stewart. Oh, okay. Hang on. Let me. Can I? Yeah. So let's Stuart, just keep going through the movie. Totally. And I got something when you're when you're. Well, done. then what are you saying? What is it? Because uh, I stopped. Well, Valverde is a fictional county, country, or city used by Hollywood writer and producer Stephen E. D'Souza when his stories require a South or Central American locale cow that will not cause legal or diplomatic pro- problems. Mm-hmm. The location first appeared in his 1985 film Commando. Good job. Shows up again here. Look in this at movie. you, buddy. Look at that. Uh, I I really hate the character of the news reporter. I've, I really, like, he, see, this is the thing. Just because it worked in the first movie doesn't mean it needs to be in the second movie. I'm talking so, about the girl at the airport, Samantha, whatever. Oh. Not the guy on the plane. That stuff's kind of funny. Yeah. It gets old really quick. Again, it doesn't, it's like, this doesn't try, it's the safest sequel in the world because it doesn't try and do anything new. No. It just beat for beat, same characters. Of that first movie, mm-hmm. and it's that's what's so frustrating about this. And this is, and we'll talk about it next week with uh, Vengeance. But like, that's why they go, they get McTiernan back, and they do, a, and they get back to what worked, and take yes. chances, use something similar concept, but you know, make it's it a, it's it's not but, a for 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 you know. And again, I I, I feel like. I feel like uh, I want to start off by being like, this movie sucks. But in its defense, like, I just... I, I, you it, texted it, me you did not like it. It's entertaining. I mean, I'm not saying... In, in the context of the other ones, it sucks. Like, it's really not good. There if are that, so many sequences that you're like, are you fucking shitting me? If, you know? if, if a good day to die hard didn't exist, it would be the worst die hard. Yes. 
Which, again, is saying a lot because the worst Die Hard is better than a lot of really shitty movies, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, the bar is way up there. Yeah. And, again, Willis, Bruce Willis does a fucking incredible job, of course. Sadler does a great job. A lot of supporting cast does does really good work. Um, Fred Dalton Thompson, of course, you know, the uh, Republican douchebag uh, senator who briefly had a career in Hollywood <laughs> always loved because he always he, he exudes yeah. that authoritative you know so he's the head of the airport obviously and whatnot oh uh so McLean receives some suspicious uh, suspicious behaviors they fight the baggage claim or the baggage sorting area mm. gunfight not a bad scene pretty fun gunfight uh McLean there's a couple of moments where like they're shooting at him and he's trying to get away and these guys are supposed to be military, like yeah, highly trained yeah, military, are, and they can't like, hit him. Yeah, and he's like hanging from like something for like a good thirty seconds. They're like squad- you suck, dude. Yeah, they're like a squadron that went rogue from the U.S. military, and but this just and this, hey, let's this kill LA cop- let's kill the guy who's just in the church and who ain't hurting nobody. Fuck you guys. I don't even care about anything else. You guys are dicks for just killing the guy. Yeah. He's probably five years away from death. And he's probably living the life that he wants to live at the end of his life. He's got his dog. He's got that church that he's just kind of hanging around. Doesn't do nothing. You know, watches TV all day and probably you know plays with himself a lot. You know, just just a just a just a a, a dream existence. You know. So and you come in and you shoot him up because you got to use his church. So then we finally get Dicks. introduced to the, my personal favorite character of the whole. Uh, movie. Yes. Fucking God. Pol- Airport Police Chief Carmine Lorenzo, also known as uh, actor Dennis. Is it Dennis Franz? Dennis Franz. Listen, McLean, I don't give a shit where you came from. Hey, okay? That L.A. badge don't mean don't shit. Don't mean shit. Here. All right. This is my my precinct. You're you're telling me on the night before Christmas you want me to shut this thing down. <laughs> McLean, this is classified. I don't know if any of that. Yeah, we, we talked about this before we recorded. Movie. There is like this weird thing where like John McLean has to in const- constantly make fun of uh, Carmine's weight. He calls him like a fat shit or a fat fuck like three or listen, four times. Between- listen, McLean, yeah. I may put on a few pounds, but that's no reason to fat shame me. But right? I'm gonna go ahead and get a, get. Uh, I'm gonna lose a couple pounds. Pork in your wife, McLean. Yeah. You bastard. You, you know what? I'm a cop. I like donuts. Sue me. All right? By the way, thanks for killing one of those terrorists. <laughs> Even though he's like, yeah, rightfully, he's like, why the fuck are you shooting up my airport? Yeah, you're not going to get a airport janitor to let you in anywhere, no matter what kind of badge you flash at this point. Um, But yeah, the, so airports are very different. So that's kind of, that makes things. And also, um, like this is when air phones were like first a thing. Like, you could make a call from an airplane to the ground. And it was like, whoa. What yeah. the fuck? But I will say, like, this movie does a good job of turning up tension. Because when we do get to the point of, like, okay, we find out that they're trying to get this plane to land, so they're forcing all these other planes not to land, and they have to hold them in the air and circle for this plane to land. It's a great like it's a great tension device. Because yeah. Of, like, oh yeah. Because it's like okay. <laughs> yeah, you're scared <laughs> not for the for people. Not for nothing. It's like we I'll give them this. They took the one concept from that first movie that always works in an action movie because when action movies are better when there's a time limit. 
Because you know, at by the end of this movie, something's going to blow up, someone's going to die, and that's going to be the end of the movie. And the hero's going to go home. And so when they have that air, like, that's one of the best scenes of the movie is the air traffic control scene mm-hmm. when he gets high, when Sadler hacks into it, takes it over, and says those things because it's like, oh shit. He's like, 90 minutes. Oh, dude, when he, he, say, when he what, makes 90 the, minutes, they were going to. Uh, yeah, when, when he makes. When he makes, I think it's 58 minutes, hence the title of the book. Uh, Maybe? Uh, They call it 58 Minutes to Die Hard. Because Die Harder sounded... See, that's the thing, is like... Because they they did it later. We'll we'll get... So, so when he actually uh, makes the British uh, airliner crash... That was a good scene. That's pretty insane. But again, the flesh is off of his hands if he's holding those metal things out in that oh, weather yeah, there's yeah. no way right whatever it's it, it, again like you have to movies you have to suspend your disbelief at some point because none of this shit happens in real life exactly. okay especially di- like especially die hard right so you so gotta like okay i will say this movie is kind of for me feels like the start of superman mclean where like they kind of like he still fails, he still gets hurt and stuff mm, like yeah. in this movie. They get but yeah. There are a little bit of elements of like okay, you really got to suspend your disbelief for something. They they get back to more of the everyman McLean in the, in third, the third one and then they kind of ramp up the super man McLean in the fourth one and fifth one. The fifth one's even worse. The fourth one is pretty bad, the but fifth the fifth one, one is bulletproof. Like, it's like what the he's fuck? He's like jumping off 20 foot drops, landing on his feet like, "All right, son, let's go kill some rush." Anyway, we're not doing that movie. No. Um uh that but, it's, scene, but that scene in particular, mm. I thought it was a really good scene of once again showing um and making you sympathetic towards John and being like he does, like he was devastated. He couldn't save that point. Well, the airport uh, guy, the main a- airport guy, was like, you know, I saw what you did. Yeah. And just, just don't want you to blame yourself, you know. Yeah. That's Fred Dalton Thompson. But then I love when he like uh, shoots Dennis Franz, <laughs> you know, with the blanks. Yeah. That was great when he just lights up the fucking. Well, uh, th- you start noticing. You start noticing that they're all got like red and blue, you know, and you're like, yeah, oh, yeah, that's I noticed that too. I was like, huh. I don't remember this. I do. I did remember it once. I saw the red and the blue. I was like, oh yeah, okay. Um, oh, that was a great twist, by the mm. way. I love the twist of John Amos's character being a bad that's, guy. That still is. We talked about this off. It's like the, a horror movie. It fucking shocked the shit out of me because then I wouldn't have to do this. Holy shit! He he just cut his fucking throat. Oh, dude, they're trying. Oh, they're working with they're working with Stewart. Yeah, it's fucking it was, insane. It was a good twist. I like that. And like again, there are good parts of this movie. It's just again, it's so fucking safe. That's its biggest detriment. Is it just doesn't. Now the ejecting himself out of the cockpit was pretty fucking inventive and imaginative. I liked it. it was fun. It still looks like shit, but it's such an iconic like movie moment. And the only thing I hate about it is how long he takes to do it, and the fact that he clearly knows how to like strap himself into a, a, a like a military uh, aircraft seat yeah. in order to not be like get his arms ripped off or something, <laughs> you know, or like you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Um. And and it literally like by the time, okay, in the when those guys pull the pins. Yeah. He doesn't make it to strap in. No, he's dead. It yes. took too long for him to get oh out. Oh my of god, it. yes. Yeah. It's a, it's an eternity, dude. You're like, "What?" Yeah. Um 
But yeah, to be really, again, you, you, I watched it and I wasn't mad about watching it. I wasn't sitting there going like, this is terrible. I was just, there was a couple of moments where you're just like, come the fuck on, man. Like you forgot about this or that. And you just see this scene and you're just like, oh, Jesus H. Christ, you know? I will say, uh, much like the first movie, this movie still, like we did say there's a little bit of Superman McClane in this, but it still makes him more of an everyman. Like that final, when he's fighting on the plane, mm-hmm. even before that, he gets his ass kicked a couple times. Like, well, so th- that's the problem with the movie. We're like, they can't shoot for shit, but if they get close quarters, man, you're done. And super, the Superman McClane, you have to show that too because he's fighting guys who can kill you in 15 ways in like 10 seconds. <laughs> you know what I mean? These yeah. are serious fucking guys. And he somehow manages to not only survive, not only survive, but kill them and, and or so you know, whatever. Let's not forget that he j- was dropped out of a helicopter on top of this plane. In the first place, of course, and didn't Took like immediately jacket, fall off because it's yeah because it's fucking icy as shit out. <laughs> of course, there's no ice on the wings. It's a move, but then again, you got is that, no, the, it's it that, had it's been that, in a hangar for a while. It's so. the battle of like, do you, do you, where do you have the line of your suspension of disbelief? Because but I, I hadn't seen the end of the movie in a in a long, long time. It, it had been a while, but I remember most you know plot points and most you know bullet points and the stuff that the good stuff. Do I, and I, I, that that during that final fight, it's interesting to see how he goes about making sure that he pops open that fuel dump at the very end. Like yeah. no matter what, but he, yeah, he's not. If you watch his plan, he knows is really he's get knocked off his, his plane. Yes, his plan is really to get knocked off before they take off, and he, so he can rip the fuel line open. But you don't. And but I, he starts with like, okay, all right, so I'm gonna unhook it, and then I'm gonna fight these guys, and I'm pretty sure he kicked their ass. But then I'm going to get him to get me over here, and then I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to fall off, and ha, ha, ha. And it's like, wow, that was your plan all along, diehard. See, I think, again, one of the good things of this movie, like, there are times where they make John smart, and they... Well, he is smart. And and That's what makes the character That's what made the first movie good, is when John could outsmart the other guys. And, like, to see him have that foresight to be like, I'm going to throw my jacket in here so it can't take off, then I'm going to rip this fuel line... And did you know that this drop is from this movie when he lights up the fire? Yes. Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. Because <laughs> you can hear the play in the background. But it, it's a really good shot of him lighting it and then blowing it up. And it worked twofold because it was a landing light for those other planes. I was like, right, yeah. what a, and, what a and, solid And uh, <laughs> Mythbusters has proven that that would not ha- happen. But who no, fucking cares? Who cares? Who gives a shit? It's a movie. Um, the other thing that I don't like about it and that I, I forgot about the ending was that when he's walking towards all the wreckage, all the planes, um, you know, and he's oh! like, just, hey, can somebody shout at him? Hey, she's over here. Stop with the, f- what are you doing? Is your landing light? That's what he, that was. Uh, after the scene, him, him and his trailer. Uh, yeah. Uh, but no, uh, I, again in. Woo, yeah, woo, yeah. <laughs> in in in. Uh, so what what are we? Uh, what is our rating system? Are we rating these? I mean, I th- we were gonna we, rank them. We already said that. Obviously, obviously, we've done the best and we've done the worst now. Do well. The, the first one is the best, and this one is the worst. I do enjoy Live Free or Die Hard, from what I remember. The fourth Ve- one? Die Hard with a Vengeance is 
this is a problem with ranking it because I'm really excited about this next one because it's one of my favorite movies. Well, yeah, yeah, it's we'll really, really good. But it's, I, I mean, Die Hard Two probably would be number four for being. Honest. I would have to say, right? And you know, Die Hard One is the top one. Nothing's gonna beat Die Hard One or Will Vengeance. So, no, we'll find out next week. Yeah, there's a chance, however infinitesimal, that one of us will pick uh, one of these next two movies as the better Die Hard than number one. Maybe. Maybe not. You never know. Maybe we're both stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so next week, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Mm. Starring uh, Jeremy Irons. We got star power. We got got Samuel L. Jackson. We got Samuel L. Jackson as Han's brother, Simon. Which I'm pretty sure that script was originally called Simon Says yeah. before it was turned into a Die Hard movie. So there you go. Yeah, they take a lot of chances in this next one. It's not at all like the one we just reviewed. That had to do everything the first movie did. But so yeah, in uh, in conclusion, can I say? Yeah. How, another suspension of disbelief is like I feel like my current phone is the best I've had at like doing recording things on it. Okay. So it's hard to believe that he could do a crystal clear fucking news report in an air airplane bathroom. Yeah. It'd be that crystal clear from his phone yeah. in 1990. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's a movie. It is I'm a just movie. saying, like, that was my biggest suspension of disbelief. <laughs> I liked how they kept showing The Simpsons. Yeah. Like, every time it was like, gee, is this a Fox movie? Yeah. Hey, I don't know if you know this, but we have our own TV station, and it's got the show called Simpsons, and you might like The Simpsons because everybody likes Simpsons, so make sure you watch Simpsons, and here it is on every TV on the movie. Thank you, Tyler, for joining me for another episode of Die Hard December. We just watched Die Hard 2, colon, Die Hard. You're not going to know if you're going to like Bart or Homer better. You're just, you're Next week, Die Hard, Hard with a Vengeance. We'll see you then. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. <laughs>